1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is TeacherCast podcast episode number 223, and today I have a fantastic topic for you, all about mentoring, all about project-based learning, and how you guys can participate in two amazing challenges with your classrooms, yes, even if, your classrooms are spread apart, your school district. I want to bring on our first guest today from Stanley Black & Decker, Mr. Ray Fu. Ray, how are you today? Welcome to the show.
2: I am doing fantastic. Thank you so much for having me here.
1: It is so great to have you. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us a little bit about some of the great things that are happening these days over at Stanley Black & Decker.
2: Thanks, Jeff. Uh, my name is Ray Fu. I'm the head of innovation programs at Stanley X. We are the Innovation Business Unit of Scaling Black & Decker, and we're focused on building new ventures and products to tackle the biggest problems facing construction, manufacturing, and the industrial sector. I have a background in corporate strategy and building startups, uh, but I'm also an amateur full-stack developer. Now, I say amateur because no one has ever paid me for a line of code. And I'm mostly self-taught using online resources and project-based learning methods. So I'm extremely passionate about today's topic and would love to uh, continue the conversation and share my thoughts.
1: Well, I'm certainly glad that you're here. Obviously, we know the name Stanley and Stanley Black & Decker from the great products that the company has. But I don't think everybody knows about the great things that are happening at Stanley X and how it is infused in education. And it is infused in STEM education. Where can we go to learn more? What What are
2: your websites? Yeah, our website is StanleyX.com. And okay. we're also available uh, on LinkedIn as well if you would like to follow us there. And all the
1: links for today are going to be over on our show notes, a teacher cast podcast. This is again, episode number 223. Now, Ray, today we're going to be talking about two great challenges that are happening right now. One's called the Stanley Black and Decker making for good challenge. And the other one's called the Sitco fueling education challenge. Um, Before we bring on our next guest, tell us a little bit about these two great challenges.
2: Yeah, so for this uh stealing black and decker challenge, you know, we started this about three years ago. This is the second year that we're actually doing the Making for Good challenge specifically. And our goal is to really empower makers. You know, that is a, a core Uh, goal and mission for us as a company and we want to be able to help uh, makers, especially those at a young age, to demystify the process of building a product. And we want to be able to give them the resources to be able to make whatever it is that's in their imagination and really practice uh, the methods of innovating, of making and creating and putting a product out there uh, like any good entrepreneur.
1: Now, in order to put something like this together, in order to work with your teachers, in order to work with your students on these projects, you know, a teacher can't always do this alone. They need to get some support. And I want to bring on my next guest, Mr. Mark Mitchell. Mark, how are you today? Welcome to the Teacher Cast Podcast. Jeff, I am doing great on this Tuesday in November. It is great to see you. It is great to have you on here. Now, you have an interesting story to add to everything that we're going to be discussing today, because you not only have had the opportunity to work with these uh, programs, but you've actually been a mentor to some of the students that have been doing things like this in the STEM fields. Talk to us a little bit about your expertise here. And, and why was it important for you to become a mentor to young students?
0: Oh, Jeff, Um, down the road from me, just a few hundred yards, or maybe less than that, there is a great family, the Denton family, and Lydia Denton uh, is quite an entrepreneur. In fact, the whole family is. Uh, Covey's kids um, are just fabulous and so lydia was working on this project for a car safety seat because she felt so bad about hearing about all these injuries that occur because children are left alone in the car by accident and particularly in the summertime here in north carolina um, it can get up in the upper 90s sometimes the low triple digits And if you forget that your child is in the backseat of your car just for 10 minutes, it can create a serious injury, sometimes worse. Lydia was concerned about this, and so she started investigating ways with her brother and her sister to create electronic sensing and alerting devices that would be transmitted to cell phones and smartwatches to alert people that they left something in the car. Namely, a child, and this could be triggered to pets and other items. They, they research technology. I help them research some patents. Uh, my background is engineering, physics, uh, nuclear physics, and uh, I've been in aviation for 28 years, retired from that in 2010, um, but I am still an inventor. Uh, I'm an author of a few books, and uh, I, children that want to learn are so valuable, so precious, you can't, you can't stop them from learning. You need to feed their learning. You need to, You need to assist the teachers and feed that hunger so they can can learn, be inventors in their own right, be entrepreneurs in their own right, and just as Ray was saying, it's wonderful to see the young people today, which will inherit this planet, want to learn and understand the building blocks of how everything works and why the building blocks work together. And that's what Lydia does so well. She is truly outstanding at her interpretation of science. Her mental logic is phenomenal for someone her age. She asks questions that are just so intuitively logic bound that it is phenomenal and such a pleasure to help someone learn like
1: that. Mark, I I love that story and it always goes back to this thing I was told way back when, you know, the the question is what is the job of a teacher and some people say the job of a teacher is to teach and some people say something different. I believe the job of a teacher is to inspire. And that's exactly what you have been doing to to her and I'm sure to many people throughout your years um, working in aviation. You said that's an amazing profession. Um, Ray, talk to us a little bit about this. I mean, here we are. We have these students. They have an idea. They want to share it. But we are living in a, in a, a usual time right now where students can't necessarily stand next to each other and work. They can't necessarily be seated in a group and expected to produce something with their hands. It's possible, but it's difficult. When we're looking at things like project-based learning, when we're looking at, at you know, challenges such as these that we're speaking about today, is it possible to do these things? How is it possible to do these things? What advice do you have for any teacher looking to you know, really keep, and keep that status quo and up the bar despite everything that's going on?
2: Yeah, yeah, that that's a terrific question. And, you know, um, unfortunately, I am not an educator myself, uh, like Mark. So I can only really, uh, you know, get the perspective of from someone who, uh, you know, also works in this uh, uh, remote environment, but also uh, have you know, kind of gone through uh, that phase of learning where uh, I really only found things interesting when they become project-based, and and the theoreticals just never really worked for me. You know, for example, I I said earlier that I am an amateur full-site developer, um, but that's only really half the story, you know. I actually started uh, coding when I was much earlier, when I was 11 or, or 12 years old, and you know, I, I got started when I discovered a pile of my dad's old, you know, Java books and just started uh, building things. And I loved it. It was mm-hmm. amazing. I remember spending a whole afternoon, you know, on one exercise where they asked you to uh, try, try to try to, you know programmatically draw a heart but you only really had uh, as part of the programming library um, very basic shapes like circles and triangles. (laughs) I spent literally an entire afternoon trying to figure out how to make a heart out of that and you know when I was 11 or 12 I thought that I was probably gonna do STEM for the rest of my life. I was probably gonna be an engineer at some point. And then by the time I got into high school, I had the chance to actually take some formal classes um, in computer science. And let me just say that I completely lost interest in it by the end of it, because those classes really just focus on theories. They focus on algorithms and, and they focus on preparing me to answer questions that are more suited for exam than a project or you know a potential job down the road um so you know by the time i got to junior year i was completely not interested in in stem anymore and it wasn't until much later in life when i you know started learning things by myself and working on these projects that i kind of found that passion again so for me you know i i would say to to educators that their competition in in today's world it's not um and you know, to STEM educators specifically, their competition is not uh, literature class. It's not PE class. It's not even uh, working from home or COVID. It's really other activities that give instant gratification to students, whether it's you know video games or TikTok videos or whatever it is that students are into these days. And their challenge is, is making STEM education appealing and be able to teach it in such a way that it's digestible Um, and and being able to offer quicker feedback with a, a more immediate sense of accomplishment so that students find it just as interesting especially in a remote environment, uh, as to all the other things that they have access to. Um, And and lastly, you know, potentially being able to tie into marketable skills that the students will use one day. And I think this is one area where the, you know, discovery education programs uh, are doing a tremendous job uh, today. You know, if I look at the skills that, both of my mentees, uh, uh, Saksham and Shibam have picked up over the past couple of months things like uh, collaboration in uh, a semi-work setting. Uh, you know, conducting uh, voice and customer interviews and synthesizing pain points from their customers. You know, these are s- real skills that we, as a team at use every single day. And discovery education are you know is already helping to to help them build that uh, toolkit today you know, and these aren't, you know, your, your high school seniors. Uh, Shivam is only a freshman and he's already getting exposed to uh, this, this uh, toolkit of skills today. And it's absolutely incredible.
1: You know, you mentioned a couple of things there that are very important, which is when you're bringing this stuff into your classroom, to your curriculum, keep it tight, but also keep it goal centered but also make it real world focused, you know, again, having, having a challenge that is something that they can see that they can hold in their hands. That's tangible. You know, Mark, when we're looking at this, you know, Ray also just said, you know, keeping it real world centered. How, when you're mentoring people, are you bringing in your experiences from, from aviation, from, you know, from your background, how are you able to bring that into inspire the students that you're working with?
0: From, Just like STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math, everything is based in the building blocks of the basics. You must understand and have truly complete command of the basics in order to progress in learning. So the teachers, from the standpoint of the basics, they are critical and having the students learn the basics and test the students for their command of the basics now when you go beyond that and you start in project focus you apply the basics you let the basics grow in the mind of the student and the student has to have some level of intuitiveness in creating something better, as Ray has mentioned. It's looking at what is and asking, how can we make this better? How can we make this more efficient, more effective, more environmentally friendly? How can we build on the planet that we have and make the planet better as well as ourselves?
1: So, Mark, obviously, as we're looking at working with our students, as we're looking at giving them their challenges, we have two great challenges available to us. Uh, Mark, talk to us a little bit about the Sitco Fueling Education Challenge.
0: Sitgo Fueling Education Challenge closing date is March 22, 2021. Grades five to eight, participating as individuals or groups of two to four, students in grades five to eight are asked to identify a community problem and submit a one to two minute video discussing a solution aligned to one of the four following United Nations Sustainable Development Goals safety and well being, quality education, sustainable cities and communities, and life on land.
1: So it's great to see that there's an amazing challenge here for students in grades five through eight. Now, Ray, there's also another challenge available, the Stanley Black & Decker Making for Good Challenge. I know that's going to be closing sooner on on January 28th of 2021. Ray, talk to us a little bit about that challenge.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think I mentioned earlier in the podcast that this is actually the second year that Stanley Black & Decker is working with Discovery Education on the Making for Good challenge. And what we are asking is, Students from grades nine to 12 form uh, teams of either between two to four people, or they can work individually because of COVID, and we want all of them to stay safe during this time uh, and be able to develop a unique product idea or design solution that can meet an underserved societal or environmental need. And for scaling Black & Decker, we are here to provide them with all the tools, with all the methods, processes, and, and mentors that they need to make this idea a reality, because ultimately our mission is to help empower makers, whether they are, you know, between grades nine to 12 are much, much older, and we You know would like to invite every single student to join before january 28th and be able to submit a video between 60 and 90 seconds outlining their solution and how it meets the need they're actively trying to solve um you know for both of these challenges the the entry
1: point is extremely important here you know for the first one that we mentioned it's it's a one to two minute video and if your students are hybrid, that works out perfectly. You can still put that together. And especially with the Stanley Black and Decker making for good challenge, 60 to 90 second video. I mean, if your kids are at home, if your kids are in front of you, you guys can easily make these videos, submit it. All of the links are going to be on our website. You can, of course, learn more over at fuelingeducation.com. But again, all the links are going to be over on the Teacher Cast podcast, episode number 223. You know, guys, as we're looking at this and we're moving through, through the end of the calendar year, as we're moving into the spring here, mentorship is vitally important. Getting students connected with the real world, you know, just like Mark, getting students connected with the community that's out there, making these connections, that's really important. Let me ask you here, Ray, why is it important for these different connections to happen in education?
2: Yeah. um, I think if, if you look at the, the types of projects that these students are working on, they are a lot of them are very science or engineering heavy. And they are complex. They're challenging. And it's sometimes really easy to uh, lose sight of the goal or to get deflated. Uh, in these situations, it's often very helpful to be able to find a mentor who can not only coach you through the process, but also just to have someone to bounce ideas off of and at the very least be able to encourage you through that uh, entire process. You know, looking Back um, at the previous winners of the Making for Good Challenge, the two uh, high school students that I mentored, Shivam and Sachim, uh the product that they put together was absolutely incredible, and it was super complex. You know, it required three D scanning, three D printing, and using um, uh, you know low voltage electricity in order to cure back pain. Mm-hmm. A-, a problem like this doesn't. Get solved in a vacuum. You know, a solution like this doesn't get built in a vacuum. So for us, you know, when we first brought them on as mentees, we as an organization tried to uh, introduce them to the broader uh, Stanley Black and Decker uh, ecosystem. We have a very robust team, both in Connecticut as well as out in California, who are focused on three D printing. We have a makerspace available where you know they'll be able to access tools, resources, people who have been doing this for years, who can impart the type of knowledge or even just the the type of guidance that they might be looking for to bring a product like this uh into uh into reality so i think It's an absolutely great opportunity for any students, regardless of what stage uh, they are at with developing their idea to submit an application and be able to participate. I think it's a fantastic opportunity, not only for them, but as mentors, as companies supporting these programs. It's a terrific opportunity for us as well to get exposed to the next generation of makers and and just learn about how they think about problems and the kind of optimism uh, they bring uh, to the conversation.
1: I think it's important when we're working with our students of any age, have them think as big as possible. You know, often I think when we're looking at these projects, it's what do I know? What do I have available? What can I reach for to build? But when we're working with a company like Stanley Black and Decker, and I'm, I'm looking at pictures here of the, of the amazing center that's just up the road from me here in Hartford, Connecticut. Really, the sky is the limit here. This, these students can build and design and think anything that they're looking to do.
2: Right. Absolutely. And you know, for these students, the thing—the one thing that always blows me away—is the amount of optimism they bring, and how every idea is is possible. I think as adult entrepreneurs, we sometimes lose sight of that. You know, reality sets in, and we think about problems in terms of their constraints. We weigh the trade-offs. Uh, we, we think about decisions in terms of upsides and downsides, and. We sometimes lose sight of that goal, and these students—they don't. You know, I, if you talk to any of them, they—they they do not lose sight of that from the day that they, you know, submit their application to every conversation. They keep going back to that idea because they actually—they're really motivated and they want to actually make a difference. It's incredible. So, again, we're going to talk about two different challenges
1: here. All of the different links are on our website over at TeacherCast podcast, episode number 223. If you're working with students in grades 5 through 8, we have the Citgo Fueling Education Challenge, which, again, closes in March of 2021. And if you're teaching students of grades 9 to 12, we have the Stanley Black & Decker Making for Good Challenge. And, of course, that closes on January 28th. To get your students involved in this, it's real simple. All you have to do is is to complete a, a one- to two-minute or 60- to 90-second video. All the details are on our website. And, guys, I want to say, first of all, thank you so much for spending your time. Would love to have you guys come back on in the springtime after everything happens and after we have some winners and finalists and stuff like that. Guys, I would love to invite you guys back onto the show. So, Ray and Mark, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Thank you, pleasure. And if you guys have any questions about this, again, check out everything over at TeacherCast podcast, episode number 223. And if you'd like to participate, just let us know. You can always find us over on Twitter. Let us know that you heard our show found the challenge and activated your students to expand their possibilities so on behalf of ray and mark stanley black and decker sitko and everybody here at discovery education and teacher cast educational network my name is jeff bradbury reminding you guys to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students
0: you've been listening to the teacher cast educational network hosted by jeff bradbury Please reach out to the show with all of your questions on Twitter at TeacherCast or online at www.teachercast.net. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And please take a moment to write a review in the app store.